0: Welcome, brothers and sisters, to another episode of the G Man Show. I'm the G Man, Ron Gerard, and you are booked for passage on the mothership of social media. This week, we open our vault of treasures and select another legend from the diamond. Our headliner is Chicago Cubs icon, sweet swinging Billy Williams. Now, back in 1931, jazz great. Duke Ellington wrote the monster hit. It don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. do wop do wop do wop do wop do wop do. Doo. Now, that could very well be Hall of Famer Billy Williams' theme song. To see him at the plate was like observing perfection. And he'll speak on that on Curtain Call. Now, let's go to some background information on the man from Whistler, Alabama. From 1960 through 1970, Billy Williams held the title of the National League's Iron Man after he played in a record 1,117 consecutive games. The six-time All-Star and 1961 Rookie of the Year won the National League batting crown in 1972 when he hit 333. Now, he was quiet and unassuming, but he wasn't shy when he stepped into the batter's box. He finished with a lifetime batting average of .290 with 426 home runs and 1,475 RBI. Williams played on the 1969 Chicago Cubs team that came ever so close to winning the pennant. It featured Hall of Fame manager Leo DeRocher, position players Ernie Banks, you remember Mr. Cub. Ronnie Santo with third base, and pitcher Ferguson Jenkins, they're all in the Hall of Fame. Williams was elected to the Hall of Fame in 1987. Now, this interview was conducted in Pittsburgh in that magic year of 1987. Here we go. Billy, uh, a long story career for you, uh, ending with, of course, uh, the Hall of Fame. But uh, people remember you, the first thing that comes to mind... The great swing, the sweet swing of Billy Williams. Now I know everybody might have thought that comes easy because you made it look easy, but it, you, you probably put a lot of hours into that.
1: Well, certainly. Uh, I remember when I first uh, started playing baseball, when I found out I had uh, a quick bat, and I know it was raw talent, but uh, with my willing to work and willing to perfect it, and to meet up with a guy in 19 uh, what was it, 58 or 59 guy by the name of Rogers Hansby. So uh, we worked and we worked and we worked until we perfected the swing. And I think a lot of people in baseball uh, saw me play in the big league and they say sooner or later, you know, with that swing, making good contact, he will eventually win the batting title. And, of course, I did that in 1972. But uh, I put in some long hours, uh, you know, trying to perfect the swing. I think one of the most important things was being able to hit strikes, learning the strike zone, the ball coming over home plate.
0: Billy, uh, you were a guy that you played with the great Ernie Banks. You played with the, with the, some great ball players on the Cubs there. Uh, did you ever feel throughout your career maybe you didn't get the do that was— you, you did at the end because you're a Hall of Famer, but uh, <laughs> while you were playing, you know, you were just the, the most steady guy, consistent—
1: well, sometimes if you do things on a steady basis, a lot of people take you for granted. But, uh, you know, playing in Chicago, and I know that uh, when I first came to the big league, and myself and Ron Santo, we came to the big leagues. Ron Santo came in 1960, and, of course, I came in uh, 1959, but I came and stayed in 1961. But Ernie had been there for about five or six years. And, I mean, every year, you know, he's doing it. He's hitting 35 and 40 home runs winning the most valuable play in 58 and 59 and certainly you know the fans gonna uh uh you know he's gonna be one of the favorite of the fans in chicago and uh, i i can live with that uh, i think one of the one of the most uh things that we all didn't get recognized uh, a little bit more is not having to play in the world series i know that uh, we played we was exciting uh the 67 year through the 70772 1972 and we almost won a division in 1969 which the Mets won they was destined to win because they went, went on to beat Baltimore I think if we had won that particular year you see guys like uh, fergie just recently winning in the Hall of Fame you see myself uh you know was on the ballot for about six or seven years and finally going into uh... Be installed in the Hall of Fame, and and my my teammate who played third base, Ron Santo. I think uh, if we had been in the uh, the postseason play, I think people would realize the type of ball players that we were. And it's tough to get the recognition if you don't play in October.
0: Well, you're right, and you know that's a showcase, and everyone everyone uh, takes notice. But uh, you were the Iron Man for so many years. Uh, what is it? You know, today, especially this year, we see so many injuries. What hap- What happens to a guy like you that
1: uh, just goes year after year? Well, I think that time, Ryan, when I played, uh, I think majority of fellows fellas, they wanted to stay in the lineup uh, to play. I know... Uh, There was only 16 teams in a major league, eight teams in the National League and eight teams in the American League. So you had to be a good ball player, and you had to stay out there every day. Uh, You know, the secret of playing 1117 games, a lot of people don't know that when I first came to the big league, I was concerned about people coming up just like I was a young player, and I came up to the big league and and took Moose Morin's job. So I was concerned about young people coming up to the big league and taking my job. And I guess it was after about five or six years after I found myself you know on a steady pace that i could hit major league pitching and i found that a lot of players that came out and threw with me my first couple of years in left field i moved them to center field or they went to right field or somebody else they like vultures but uh... i think one of the most important thing uh... i got enjoyment out of playing baseball i wanted to be out there and 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 of course i felt if i was on the ball field i was going to do something to help my ball club win and insofar uh, and as hitting a home run, hitting a double, maybe getting a walk to score a run and stuff like that. And I think, uh, you know, this is one of the reasons why that, uh, you know, Jack Lane called me in 1957 and say you inducting in the Baseball Hall of Fame. If I hadn't been in those uh, lineups and plan, uh, you know, I wouldn't have had over the 426 home runs.
0: I guess the high point, obviously, is the Hall of Fame for you. There, but... I know everybody I don't want to haunt you with the question you must hear it about the 69 we touched on it just a little but is that that probably the 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 pits for you as a ball player because it looked like you had such an excellent club
1: well I think any player you know what you go to spring training for what you get yourself in shape for is the play in the World Series and of course I never did get there I got a chance to uh uh, playing the playoff when I went to Oakland, 75 and 76, in 1975, we was in the playoff. But I think every player who puts on a major league uniform want to get in the World Series. And of course, 1969 uh, seemed like we were destined to go there. And uh, of course we played baseball three quarters of the season, but the last quarter of the season, I think the Mets took over any time in the latter part of the season, if you got pitchers like Tom Seaver, Gentry, Madlock, Cusman. Those particular individuals, and they was pointed on. They was pitching real well, and I think that was the biggest heartache of all my years in the big league. You know, because I, I thought sure that we had the ball club. I thought sure we had the pitching. I thought sure we had the defense, and we had the personnel to go all the way. And uh, when we start losing those ball games, and it's tough if you hadn't been there before, and trying to uh, regain your composure regaining the play that you had been doing all year. But uh, we just couldn't do it. We had a bunch of players that uh, we had never been there, and we didn't know what it was like, you know, when you're playing an independent race and you got to win a a big ball game and stuff like that. So I think, uh, you know, if we had won that particular year, uh, we could have won about five or six more because we all was young and and we were we were sound players We had a I think the whole infield was on the all-star team through the seventies, you know 75 76 77 and of course, I, I mean 73 4 and 5 but uh, we had a good ball club and and one of the most uh, Agonizing thing and I hear about it all the time now uh, Because we didn't win and I like to you know say that uh, we played good sound baseball but the Mets played better I think they 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 played they would have beat anybody
0: what was the best year the one that gave you the most satisfaction I was talking with Hank Aaron I I mentioned uh, 57 and he said yeah but for him personally 59 was the year he felt uh, he had the best year he, he was hitting everything he could have hit 400 maybe
1: well, I, I, I think uh, my best year was 1970. Uh, although I won a batting title in 1972, it was satisfying to me when you win a batting title that That know you was consistent all year. But I think insofar as uh, producing runs, 1970 was a year. Because that year I hit 42 home runs. I scored like 130 runs. Uh, you know, I drove in about 190 runs. So I think uh, any player who hit where I did in the lineup, I hit third. And uh, every year I wanted to hit better than 30 home runs. I wanted to drive in 100 runs. I wanted to score 100 runs. So those are three things I wanted to do, and I surpassed all those marks by a long shot. Uh, as having good years, I think this was the most productive, this was a career year for me in 1970 season.
0: Well, you could have said that almost about any year with Billy Williams. You were one of the, one of the greats. You're, you, you, they have you enshrined in Cooperstown. What else can we say? But you're one of the guys, a lot of people, they say, well, they're in, but maybe they shouldn't be. You're a guy that there is no question. Uh, you, where you Where you belong, the only other place you belong is on the ball field here. <laughs> I thank you for taking some time out, Billy.
1: Well, thank you very much, Ron, for having me on your show, and good luck to you in the future. Thank you very much. Sweet swinging,
0: Billy Williams. He walked softly, but he carried a big stick. I trust you're all staying strong. You know the bell's gonna ring soon, so keep your hands up, your chin down. Shoot the jab. And don't make me look for you. I ain't afraid of nobody.